This episode contains explicit language. If you're listening with kids in earshot, you might want to turn this off or put your headphones in. This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dine Local SD podcast number 15. I am Kelly Orange, and we have Kat here today with us, Dine Local SD Kat. And we also have Chef Matthew Lyons, uh, chef owner of Tribute Pizza, which is um, a new, well, one-year-old now restaurant in North Park. Um, he is a San Diego native. He was general manager of Miho. Um, he also spent eight months in Kenya to help develop and train staff and launch the Nairobi flagship of the 360 Degrees Artisan Pizza. Um, and uh, before Tribute Pizza became a uh, brick-and-mortar shop, it was a pop-up around town founded in 2013. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me. Woo! <laughs> Woo! All right, um, guys. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of pizza. I don't know about you, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Like Matt, kind of like it? A little bit. Sweet. It's all right. So, yeah, and um, I happen to really enjoy your pizza also. And to me, it's um, it's way different than other pizzas around town or even in other states or countries that I've been to. So I want to talk a little bit about how you developed your unique style of pizza and what makes it so special. But before that, I want to talk about how you even got into, um, I'm going to use this word lovingly, obsessing about pizza. Yeah. Uh, as, is that a question? Yeah. Like how, <laughs> like what was the start of it for you? Um, we didn't cover like vulgarity or oh, we should. <laughs> we're we're an explicit podcast, Fuck but yeah. um, <laughs> Re- respectfully. Uh, no, I uh, I got a job at a pizza place uh, in high school, fifteen dollars or fifteen. I was fifteen, seven dollars cash under the table, delivering pizzas on my skateboard, yes. and uh, Calabunga, dude. Yeah, uh, never dropped one. Perfect record. Um. But that didn't seem to be a a, a career, so um, I convinced the the chef Luis to uh, teach me how to cook, and he was uh, very resentful about why <laughs> this like stony fifteen year old who was the pizza delivery boy with the skateboard why why he should let me into the kitchen. But uh, over time, he realized that like I was really enthusiastic about doing the grunt work, and he started letting me cook. And I guess that's kind of how it started, cool. not delivering pizzas on my skateboard. So you got a promotion. I got paid the same. Okay. Actually less because I didn't get tips. Oh. But uh, it meant that I actually had a job, which I think was more worthwhile. That's important at 15. So how did you go from being the rookie in the kitchen to being shipped off to Kenya to develop uh, a flagship pizza restaurant there? Um. I got a job like two years later after I started uh, that job at 15. I got a job uh, at Regent's Pizza up in La Jolla and uh, had an interview. And it was like for like an assistant general manager position mm. and had a, like a pretty good interview. Yeah. Uh, I was with the owner of Regent's, uh, Stephen Carson. And 
was a, it, the interview went well. Yeah. I thought it was like there was a lightning round, perhaps. Lightning round, yeah. Um, things were going well during the interview, and the uh, Regions logo is a uh, says hand spun. It says Regions oh. Pizza hand spun, and okay. it's got like a little drawing of a of a guy throwing some pizza, and mm-hmm. their logo is kind of an infinity symbol, and with the dough in the air, mm. and uh, it's like you. At the end of the interview, he's like, you got any questions for me? And I was like, no, but uh, I just want to let you know that uh, it's not on my resume and, you know, I'm not staging or anything. Yeah. That in addition to my immense qualifications <laughs> for the position, <laughs> yeah. my two years of pizza experience, mm-hmm. that um, I'm also pretty pretty good at throwing pizza dough, if that's important to you. I said, well, fucking wash your hands and show me. Yeah. And, uh, and I... You know, wash my hands and stretch the dough and beautiful dough and threw it in the air like landed right on the peel and their 18 inch New York style pies and it yeah. was like perfect. And Steven was like, "All right, okay. you got the job." Nice. <laughs> and uh, he had me like fill out some paperwork, W two, mm, and stuff. but he I guess he didn't realize that uh, that I was 17 because I was the youngest person on the staff that he had just hired to be a manager. Um, and I could kind of see like the, like, like him counting backwards, like 1987, mm. like. <laughs> uh, and he kind of like had like a look on his face, like, "What have I done?" Yeah. And I was grossly unqualified, and but uh, Stephen really took it upon himself to like make me be the employee that he hired me to be, not the guy that I was. So he uh, he really fostered and developed me into into. Uh, being like sharing his passion and his love for pizza and like awesome being the sort of employer that employees want to work for yeah that's super cool so speaking of the of throwing dough yeah yeah um i went in on friday and i saw you had quite a few guys in there making pizzas but i only saw you were the only one throwing it oh the other guys throw it oh maybe i missed it they all have their (laughs) own style yeah And they're all kind of territorial about their style. <laughs> you know, I'm um I I'm I care more about results than about procedure. Um, my guy Christian, he hasn't been he's been with the company for like five months, and he's Italian, and I love Christian. Focaccia. Focaccia. <laughs> and uh, he hasn't been stretching dough very long, but goddamn, with whatever his his little princess. princess. Prin- he, he's got a he he's got like a like a very uh it's not the most efficient but it he stretches dough and you could put his pizza side by side with mine and not be able to tell the difference and chef Brian uh Brian Labonte my man he's uh he's actually the chef you call me chef Matt uh he's chef mm-hmm. I just I just make pizza <laughs> and you know try to provide hospitality once in a while while happens um <laughs> yeah you're pretty good at that part too i saw uh, <laughs> comes and goes uh blake blake has this like spins it like he doesn't throw it up he spins it out like a like uh, a Harlem globetrotter or yeah. something i think maybe that's why because i thought yours were like almost touching the ceiling yeah and just fly flinging around and <laughs> was, i mean i just didn't i saw the other guys moving around but it wasn't as um showmanship or, yeah it just was different. Well, yeah, uh, you know, Blake's is like a boomerang, and it's like if you're here, it's like it's gonna. If you're standing right next to him, 
that dough is going to hit you right in the face. And we're going to throw <laughs> it away. And if you're standing like six feet behind me, like I'm almost going to punch you catching it. And they're, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Brian's is like very controlled. Um, Christian's is very controlled. Uh, it's less about the showmanship. I have, you know, that helps. So people the, people like seeing style, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's just what works for me. Mm-hmm. And as long as it works, you know, I, I let my staff make tribute pizza. I um I actually went in there and tried to learn how to stretch dough and failed miserably uh, every step of the way. Um, but Christian was showing me his very delicate princess method, which I obviously resonated with the most. <laughs> um, and he showed me like this little like bunny hop method. Mm. And I felt really good about the bunny hop. Can you explain that in words? Yeah, so it's like the dough's <laughs> on like the back of your hands, and then it's just like a little like woohoo, you know, like just like they a like little flip toss it up. over. Yeah, like like just like a vertical flip thing. Um, and then Matt came over and was like, "You gotta throw some hip in it," and like it's like well, it's all eight, it's all about like, centrifugal force, right? Uh, and I it's just, all about centrifugal force. I need a refresher. It's fine. Okay. Um. So, pizza. Pizza's delicious. Cool. Let's talk about Nairobi. Okay. What happened there? Um, you went there. I went there. I went there, <laughs> and I and and I and I loved and adored every moment of it. Um, I got a job opportunity. Um, my it's super convoluted. My older brother Sean's best friend Bahador is kind of one of my best friends, love Bahador. And his sister is Samin Nosrat, who's like featured in Michael Pollan's Cooked and uh, like- Cookbook author. Cookbook author of Salt, Fat, Acid, New York Heat. Times New York now, Times, right? uh, bestseller, uh, you know, has worked at Tartine and with mm. Charlie Halliwell at Pizzaiolo and Boone Shoe Service and uh, she's, she's incredible but i had never met her yeah which is weird because she's the actual sister of someone who's mm. such a good friend of mine that i consider bahador to be a brother of mine so samin uh posted on facebook something to the effect of uh do i know any pizza oriented chefs who want uh who would be interested in a lucrative consulting gig in nairobi kenya it's actually lucrative it's like, <laughs> yeah i would be so my like my brother Sent it to me. This like, hey, you should yeah. look into this and call Bahador. And I was like, hey, what's the deal with it? He's like, I have no idea. You should just call my sister. And it's like, yeah, your sister's kind of hot shit. And like, yeah. I've never talked to her. And he's like, I've been telling Samin for years that you make the best pizza that I've ever had. Cool. So why don't you just hit her up? Yeah. And I hit her up, and like, <laughs> it was so convoluted. It turns out that Kevin, who's the uh, CEO of Nairobi Java House, mm. uh, had asked his childhood best friend, Scott, who was up in the Bay Area, um, so, who somehow Kevin and I got connected, Okay, um, and had a, a couple of uh, interviews over, over Skype, yeah. and like saw analytics on tributepizza.com like oh. from Nairobi huh. and they like you know 
wrote a cover letter and a yeah. CV because they want a CV, not yeah. a resume. I was like, shit, what's a curriculum for? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's the same thing. Uh, and uh, applied for the job, and you know, they said, uh, why don't you buy a ticket? Yeah. And and come over here and help us open this uh, this wood fired pizza restaurant in yeah. Nairobi. And uh, so I did. For eight months. It's like like a hundred and thirty day. I don't know. Okay. It, and you just help them get all the um, source the correct products and make the best pizza. Obviously. So so it's uh, the parent company is called Nairobi Java House or now Java House, and they're I don't know Starbucks of East Africa is mm. is the most accurate, but they have scratch kitchens. They've got, I think now, oh. something like 50-plus coffee shops in Nairobi and in Mombasa and in, like, the surrounding cities around Nairobi and also in Kampala and Uganda. And they are pretty impressive operation. Yeah. Um, they wanted to use Caputo, double-zero flour, um, for the for the pizza. And to, to facilitate that, they use their economies of scale by mm. changing the recipe for their house-made croissants to be this caputo flour or their uh, whole wheat bread that they use, that they bake yeah. in-house for the coffee shops wow. so that they could buy a shipping container of, of mixed wow. flours, some for bread and some for croissants and some for whatever, so that they could get... Uh, Caputo pizzeria yeah. flour, or they wanted to use uh, San Marzano tomatoes and and uh, Italian pomodoro pilati, so they changed the recipe of the tomato soup, oh. and really cool. so and they yeah so they made real systemic changes so they, to their whole business, and that was not only incredible to me because mm -hmm. that was the the first first time that I had ever encountered that economy of scale or that yeah. buying power or that like oh we'll just make our tomato soup with pomodoro pilati because we mm -hmm. want those tomatoes to make pizza, you know. We'll change the tomato soup recipe at 50 restaurants so that we have yeah, the correct for, tomatoes for pizza. for pizza at this one restaurant. Um, but that was also really challenging for me because I really believe in sourcing locally mm. and, you know, using the tomatoes that your, your neighbors grow or, you know, using local flour or, so like it was it was a challenge and like it was, there was some cognitive dissonance there, and I after I after I went to Kenyan spent the first like week tasting the pizza that already mm. was was in Nairobi like I kind of got it um, pizza there is it's fine it's fine it's like, just like it's just not what they wanted. Um, Pizza Hut, yeah, Ish. yeah. There's a Pizza Inn, yeah. It's Pizza Hut, <laughs> cool. basically. They're in the gas stations. Okay. They're really convenient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm. Uh, I don't know how much we want to beleaguer the point, but there was definitely a, an opportunity yeah. to create a distinctly different pizza mm -hmm. than the market offered there, and part of it was because this, uh, you know restaurant group that had this purchasing power yeah. could cost effectively bring in 
different products that sure. other people in the market didn't have access to and do something really special with it yeah. while still using a bunch of local, you know, the fresh mm -hmm. produce, sure. using a, using local stuff. And, um, yeah, so I showed up, like, about a month and a half before the restaurant opened, and it was still it did not look like it was a month out. Yeah. Um, still very, do. very much in, in the midst of construction. I've learned that now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I helped, like, you know, source ingredients, mm -hmm. train staff, uh, develop recipes, yeah. you know, and then open the restaurant. Cool. And, then, and then do it while they got their feet under them. And yeah. they have done an incredible job. Awesome. So what, when you came back from that experience, when did, how do I want to say this? So Tribute Pizza in the North Park um, post office or former post office opened just about a year ago. So how long were you doing the pop-up before you had the brick and mortar? And what was the timeline with your pop-up in Nairobi? Oh, God. Um, so... Started Tribute in 2013. Okay. We had our first event at Coffee and Tea Collective on Pi Day, 314. Nice. Um, <laughs> 31413. And it was actually like not that long after I left for Kenya in mm. August of 2013. Okay. Um, and 360 in, in Nairobi really helped me kind of like articulate my vision for what I wanted because it's uh, – I've, I had had some wood-fired experience after yeah. Regents, and but also really loved, you know, classic New York style yeah. um, with gas deck ovens or now electric ovens that you can pump a ton of ton of heat and yeah. you know you can you can get some electric ovens up to nine hundred degrees yeah. and they're like, I don't know. I was like, I kind of always imagined that tribute would be like a nine hundred square foot or twelve hundred mm. square foot place. Yeah. And it would be, like, me and Brian yeah. and somebody at the counter selling right. slices. And, like, we'd have Paps Blue Ribbon on tap and, like, like five cash. chairs and yeah. cash only. And, yeah. like, you know, going to going to Kenya really helped me kind of, like, articulate actually um, what I wanted for, for sure. Tribute. And that was, uh, you know... Wood-fired pizza mm -hmm. and a family-friendly environment and a better emphasis on wine yeah. than you might expect sure. either in Nairobi or in the craft beer capital of the world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a place where you can really feel the love. Cool. And that... Uh, I think you've accomplished those things. Try. Try every day. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about... Um, how you came up with the name? Mm, good question. <laughs> um, I sent uh, an email out to like all my friends and my family and everybody, and I had like some really, really incredibly stupid ones. I think <laughs> Duwap Pizza Shop was on it. That's like that. That's like that eight hundred square foot place, uh, or like I don't know, so many. The Dosho. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Like, Ladle Peel and Associates. Oh, my. <laughs> like, just some incredibly bad names. Um, and I kind of started to think, like, and I was getting all this feedback. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my God, my grandpa, like, 
was like said that I can't even say it on the air. <laughs> uh, he said that it that tribute pizza sounded like. Um, let me let me try to make this uh, socially acceptable. Um, he sounded like it was a, a foreigner who was naming a restaurant and didn't really comprehend the English oh, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. He said, you absolutely can't do that. Uh, and I kind of started to think about, like, what, what my vision for my restaurant or my mm -hmm. brand or whatever it is. Because at this point, when I named it, it was, like, becoming nothing. It was, like, sure. making, like, 12 pizzas on a Tuesday afternoon at Coffee and Tea Collective. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I had a vision for it to be something more than that. But um, tribute was kind of like, like every time I've ever traveled, I go and I eat pizza. Mm -hmm. And there would be, like, little things like, uh, oh, I really like the, the button location of the upholstery on those booths. Like, maybe I'll, I'll make a note of that yeah. from, from when I have a restaurant. Or, like, oh, man, that pizza. That's going on the menu. Yeah. And uh, my favorite or the pizzeria that I connect with the most in the world is Pizzeria Bianco in, in Phoenix. And uh, Chris is like an inspiration to every pizza guy who cares. He's the only pizza guy to ever win the James Beard. Mm -hmm. And he's so passionate about his sourcing. And one of the other names that I considered was uh, Phoenix Pizzeria, mm. which was maybe a little bit too uh, assertive of a tie-in, but uh, the tagline was "True Pizza Born from Fire." Mm. Where, uh, I think there's still a thing there. I trademarked it, yeah. sorry guys, um, <clears throat> but I'll never use it. But I kind of started to realize that it was like um, paying homage to mm. all these different pizza experiences or these different specific pizzas or pizzaiolos. Uh, that I've experienced in my travels, yeah. and it, it was like you know what it's just it's it's not the greatest and best piece in the world. It's just a tribute, and that kind of gives us a lot of license to just kind of a line from a from a song. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> which is dumb. Um, my, it's totally not because I knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, like my my dog's name is Kaya, which is a, a Bob Marley song about smoking pot, uh, but she's also half. Coyote, so it's like a, it like when she was just a, like a little fuck. I love that dog. <laughs> I love her so much. Uh, when she, I got her like she was like two weeks and like coyote, coyote, coyote. Like mm -hmm. it was like she's a uh, she's not named after the song, but the song definitely my awareness of the song right. helped articulate that yeah. my dog's name is Kai. And so it's kind of cool, cool tie-in for you that. Well, yeah, I mean. To... Because I like that little tagline, but your actual mission statement is create and recreate the world's best pizzas. Mm. That's true. Like That's true. That. Which is, uh, we try. We try. Um, just a tribute. Yeah. But you tell everybody on your menu mm -hmm. what what each pizza is, where where the inspiration from each pizza came from. That's the. Uh, at some point, I was like, when I was like shopping around my business plan, I was like, I was really could really articulate this, but it's like, yeah, uh, we attribute the source of, of every pizza, right? Like, pizzas came from a particular place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
the margarita is not just a classic pizza. It was actually Rafael Esposito in 1889. And, you know, like, nobody gives a shit about Rafael Esposito anymore. But that, but it's, it's, you know, one of the, you know, it's in the, it's in the highest echelons of, of pizza tradition. Yeah, right. And, you know, why not, why not give him credit or, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. Well, that's it. That's interesting information that I don't think, you know, you go every, totally. every pizza place or even non-pizza places that have pizza, they have a margarita pizza. Mm-hmm. So like to know that, so you know, is, it's interesting to me. Like, I don't yeah. think a lot of, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they don't understand the, the places that things come from. And, you know, sure. so there's so much emphasis now on wanting to know your source of things, mm-hmm. like be it a, a tomato or even just the inspiration for a dish, you know, like I think totally. that that information is, um, I like having that information yeah, given to me freely on a menu. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, just because, you know, I, I definitely know that in the, in the culinary world and maybe less so in pizza, but in like fine dining, it's like, oh, this other chef stole my dish. Mm. And uh, now I've really come to uh, ap- appreciate and try to like uh, emphasize to anybody who might uh, feel otherwise that imitation is the highest form of flattery. And, you know, if you're on our menu, it's because yeah. we've tasted your food and it was like, fuck, that is really, really good. And I'd like to... I'd like to share that. Yeah. One of my favorite notes on the menu, or not note, but is uh, the Kevin McAllister pizza. <laughs> a lovely cheese pizza just for me. Yeah, a little Nero's. Uh, <laughs> it's just a cheese pizza. It's great. It's a cheese pizza. I ordered it for the first time last week. I was like, I would like a Kevin McAllister. It's fun. I felt, yeah, I felt good, good about it. And um, something, something new that you have too that I'm not sure when you started this, but I know when you opened Tribute, you did not have gluten free pizza. We've always had it, but never published it on the menu because oh. it's such a pain in the ass. Uh, and yes. but we have we've had it really irregularly, and it's because we don't do things unless we can do it right. Mm, yeah. And uh, I wanted to make sure that our gluten free pizza was as safe for people who are sensitive to gluten as possible. And, you know, so I make the, the gluten-free dough myself and do it either first thing in the morning or last thing at night after everything's already cleaned up so that there's no flour in the air so that I can, you know, not have just flour in, you know, under my fingernails and you, yeah. right on my shirt, on my everywhere. Um, and the... It's got to spin forever. Like, we've got a, a separate mixer that we mix the gluten-free dough in. And uh, I've never set a timer, but it's at least four forgets about it. <laughs> Which is something nice. that's yeah. somewhere between two and three hours it's going wow. in the mixer. And That is time-consuming. I appreciate it. <laughs> right. So when I do it at the end of the night, it's like, can I go home yet? <laughs> yeah. uh, but no. And then we cook it. We do cook it in the wood-fired oven, but we cook it in a in a blue steel pan so that it's not getting any of the residual flour from the oven floor. And, uh, you know, I would never order it, but I've eaten it. And, like, on Yelp, I'm shocked that 
that everybody's like, that's the best gluten-free pizza that I've ever had. And every time I check on, because I'm like, because I want pizza to taste like pizza. I want it to <laughs> resemble pizza. And it, this gluten-free dough recipe that I've developed does taste like pizza. And it looks similar to pizza. It's not a cracker. It's not, you know, one of the frozen guys that you can get from a, mm-hmm. you know, big distributor. And it sometimes <laughs> resembles pizza. Um, depends on how many forgets about it that the dough actually got. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's laborious and, but I feel like it's really important that, you know, to be inclusive, that Mm -hmm. there's, you know, the, uh, you know, if you've got four people who want to go out to dinner and somebody's gluten free and we don't have that option, they can be that. They can be that vote that the, that four top doesn't come in my restaurant. Yeah. So, uh, we've now put it on the menu because now I'm uh, confident that we can have it on a regular basis, and that it takes longer. Not only not only is there special time in the production of the gluten free dough, but it takes longer to prep and to bake because it's in this pan and we put on gloves and use a separate pizza wheel and a separate pizza pan and yeah. we have a separate spatula to get it out of the pan and you know separate ladle for sauce right like we try to minimize the cross contamination i mean if you're a true celiac don't come and eat don't go yeah. out of the house yeah um, i know <laughs> i feel i mean i'm so appreciative because it's hard to find something that you know somebody took their time to make yeah. themselves you know that isn't just something that they to have you know like I appreciate it too when people have that just so I have an option mm. but like the fact that I went in there and it was you know hand handmade and extra laborious you know and gluten free takes a long time to make and cook it takes longer than most anything yeah, yeah. else you know so um, but being able to feel like I can order all the things totally. <laughs> you know yeah. like a normal well, person well, Real talk. How was it? You've had it, was it more delicious. recently. Yeah. It Are was, you just saying that? No, like, because we're like really, really in good. front of people. No. Okay. It was really, really good. It was. Yeah. I and because I've had all those different, you know, kinds of pizzas, but um, it was really, really delicious, and I'm so glad that I got, got to come in and try it. <laughs> I'm glad you did too. Yeah. It was good. Cool. So since um, we love tribute pizza, we um, we want to have a contest. Involving Tribute Pizza, in which we um, give away a $100 gift card to your wonderful restaurant. All right. And so um, we are going to post that this week Mm -hmm. for how people can enter. And um, I'll give you a hint. It involves signing up for the Dine Local SD email list. Hint, hint. Um, So do that. And then um, we'll announce it. All right. And they'll get to go in and enjoy all... Of your delicious pizza goodies. And um, I, I have to say, I sat at the counter and I watched those meat and cheese boards go out. Oh, my God. And I was like, why didn't I order that? <laughs> you know what? Uh, impressive. One of, fancy. One, of the, one of my best regulars, he's actually like the property manager of the, mm-hmm. the building where we're in. Um, he's also a general contractor who just helped me like do a bunch of handiwork this last Monday. And uh, I paid him in gift cards. And he always sits at the chef's counter, and you know I like I feel like you get maybe worse service because <laughs> because like the chef, yeah. you know either me or Brian uh, are the guys who are like taking your orders and we're. 
doing, we're multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hopefully you're not being ignored there, but also that, like, when, when, we, when we can, you get an, like, an extra level of service mm. that you can't get at any other table just because you're interacting with the guy who's, sure. who's firing the meal, who's, you know, you know, finishing dishes. And, you know, that's where, you know, people get off-menu specials or people get dealer's choices. And that happens in other seats in the restaurant on slower nights. But, like, if you really want that, like, extra personal connection, like, people come and sit at the chef's counter. And I was kind of talking to, to Zach, this, this customer, about this the other day. And he was like, but you know what else it is? Because I sit here to see the drama. <laughs> yep. He's like, like, hey, can I get some fucking wipes on these plates? <laughs> like, hey, can we stop fucking burning focaccia? <laughs> uh, like, hey, are we not putting granola on the meat and cheese board anymore? Mm, I love that. Granola. Or like, um, refire that. Who's who's cooking these pizzas? Yeah. And Zach, like, he really en- enjoys that, and it actually kind of occurs to me that like, as much as I, I would love sitting at the chef's counter at tribute to have an interaction with the with the chef and with the kitchen team and to see all the food go out. That's also what I would be there for. <laughs> no, it was because you do see that. I didn't even really think about that, but it's. I mean, it's open open floor, open kitchen, really open. You see everything that's going on. You're sitting there watching. You know everything be be plated, and you know the sauce is added. I mean, I saw like some really. Like, like somebody unscrewed the top to a sauce and all, it, oh. you know, and, and we were just like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like when you have a salt shaker and yeah. it just all pours out. It didn't fall on any, like a plate of food. It was yeah. just, he was giving some extra to somebody, but it was just like, you see little things like yeah. that where it's just like, all right, can you, can you keep your cool? Can you, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, and it was just kind of fun to watch like those little things. You felt like you were part of that kitchen, you know, yeah, like, seeing what's happening and going on and you see the insides. So. Well, yeah. we're definitely human, and we're definitely fallible, and we definitely make mistakes. But everybody in my kitchen uh, has really stepped up to, like, you know, provide that open kitchen experience where it's just like, you know, like the small amount of the dough throwing that's like, uh, you know, just for fun. Uh, these guys know that like it's the theater of pizza, mm-hmm. and that um, that <clears throat> most line cooks you would want to have like zero interaction mm-hmm. with your staff, um, and all of my guys are just like we kind of threw them to the wolves. Like you're you're two feet from guests. <laughs> like keep your station clean. <laughs> you know, work fast, work efficiently, mm-hmm. and like. When you fuck up, it's, you know, yeah. let's just take care of it and, and make it right. Right. It's really a dance, and it, it was yeah. fun to watch and be kind of feel like you're part of it, you know, just sitting there getting – it was entertaining, you know, <laughs> really entertaining. I love it. All right, so yeah, um, you can sign up for that uh, gift card um, offering at DineLocalSD.com. You can see all the offers and events going on there. Um, the hours for Tribute Pizza are every day. You're you're open in the evenings. Close on um, Mondays. Close on Mondays. Oh, okay. Close on Mondays. <clears throat> Why you're here? 
why you're able to be here right now. Yeah, but I just made a hundred dollars in sales. Yeah, so that's good for the bucks. <laughs> and then on the weekends, you you open for lunch at eleven a.m. to four, and then you have pizza only four to five. Actually, we just started doing dinner at like at four. Oh. It was stupid. Yeah, it was. We had we wanted some time to reset the stations, uh, to switch from the lunch menu to the dinner menu, but uh, figured it out. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Just make dinner. Yeah. And then you have a couple happy hours. So Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. There's some really interesting things. You can go to the website. It's just tributepizza.com. And they're on social at Tribute Pizza um, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and your one-year anniversary is coming up. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, sure is. When is it? When is that happening? Uh, the actual date is uh, July 19th. Right. It's the date that we opened for, for business last year in 2016. Um, it's on a Wednesday, and, uh, you know, we decided why not just do stuff yeah. all week. So Every all week, week you'll have cool things going on, so. Yeah. Uh, should we check, like, Instagram or Facebook for this? Yeah. You things? know, I should just tell you what they are. All right. Um, you hear it, hear it here first, yeah. people. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's so stupid. Uh <laughs> Tuesday, uh, the day before the actual anniversary of our the the days that uh, the day that we opened our doors. So is it, is, this is the 18th. This is the 18th. Uh, that's the day that we got our beer and wine license. Yeah. And it was basically we were waiting on the beer and wine license so we could open, and mm. we got it. Um, the 18th, July 18th last year was a was a Monday, and we got it at like at 4:59, <laughs> like. Mom raced me down to the ABC office, and I <laughs> cut the check and uh, got it, and then ordered enough beer to open on Tuesday the nineteenth. Um, so, in celebration of the um, one year anniversary of getting the beer and wine license, we're going to do twenty dollar all you can drink uh, tribute blonde on blonde blonde, which is brewed for us by the the home brewer <laughs> up at Alcohol and Thirtieth, and I think we're going to do it out of the Randall, which is like this really cool dogfish head uh, beer infusion method and uh like a you know you get that drink a drink a bunch of tribute blonde and uh get a tribute uh keeper pint glass cool and probably also 20 dollar bottomless grignano grignano is mm. a sparkling red wine i do love that and then uh on the next day wednesday the 19th our actually anniversary we're gonna do complimentary prosecco for the first so and so number of guests. I love that. Um, my mom is the tribute pizza uh, pizza chef emeritus, and she's gonna make a birthday cake. Aww. So every every table will get a slice <laughs> of uh, birthday cake. That's awesome. Uh, we're also doing a cask with Fall Brewing, and it's their uh, pale ale crystal mess with roasted pineapple and preserved mm-hmm. lemon. It's, uh, some some stuff that have been on some dishes that we served and. Uh, I've got something else that's a little bit too stupid, probably to say on air. But it's it'll be a, a secret. Yeah, no. You're gonna, you're gonna spill just, the beans. I'll just say just it. it. I should I should confirm with the bar, but uh, we're not allowed to serve uh, whiskey, and mm. uh, whiskey's definitely helped our staff get through the first year. So <laughs> we wanted to uh, like uh, have a toast with uh, with the staff and and our customers who so. Uh, Everybody who comes in on our anniversary, uh, go to Seven Grand, oh, cool. just up the street, show your receipt, and uh, get you a shot of Wild Turkey 101. 
Nice. For one for every pizza. Um, <laughs> I still need to probably talk to the lawyer if that's legal, but I'm pretty pretty confident it is. Um, we're doing uh, other stuff on, on Thursday. Other stuff, yeah, perfect. And uh, Friday the 21st, this, we were struggling to come up with what we could do on Friday, but uh, I think we're going to do a... A high life shorty contest. We have the seven ounce. We have the seven ounce uh, high lifes, and I think we're gonna do like ten or fifteen people. If you can drink uh, a six pack of high life shorties faster than Chef Brian, you get a hundred bucks. <laughs> or oh, yeah, maybe, or maybe those. you get a hundred. Like so tiny. Or maybe a like hundred dollar gift cards. I'm still figuring it out. I probably but, know quite a few people who do. Yeah. But really, the the I don't know about faster, but <laughs> I can. I will, I have yet to meet the person who's gonna who's who's gonna get that gift card. Um, <laughs> But what we're really doing, uh, like we, uh, on Saturday the twenty second, where we really want to uh, thank everybody who helped us get through the first year, and we're gonna do like a uh, an event with mm. uh, pull out all the tables and chairs, do ticketed event with eight of our favorite breweries, cool, and like all you can eat food, and what? some some what? some fun stuff. Cool. And we're gonna sell tickets on uh, brown paper tickets. Nice. Like, probably gonna should probably do that today since I just told everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, like some really, <clears throat> really incredible beers, and all the food, all of our favorite foods from the first year of menus, and we're gonna have a beer with our wood roasted caramelized onions infused oh. in it. Uh, nice. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be really good. That sounds like keeper really, glassware, really fun, or yeah. shirt or something. Something. Real it's gonna be really good. Yeah, cool. I like I like the week long celebrations. Mm-hmm. One year. That's yeah. a lot. that's it's a big, great a accomplishment. Thing, yeah. yeah. Well, we had too many stupid ideas to squeeze it all in a day. <laughs> there you go. We'll just spread it out. Awesome. Um, okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate you coming in. Thanks and for having me. You guys, again, can find everything at TributePizza.com. The menu's up there. Um, they also have parking mm. at the Laz parking lot that's right up the street across from Hess Brewing. So uh, make sure to take advantage of that because yeah. I know North Park is hard to park in. Um, you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tribute Pizza. And you can find us at DineLocalSD.com. That's where you'll go sign up for the email list and get, yeah. to get that $100 gift card, which will be awesome. Um, mm. Thanks for tuning in to Dine Local SD, guys. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me.